Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your home this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until 30th June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just a pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basic. So today we have a very interesting episode uh, because in this episode we are talking about some of the basic but very common uh, myths about being an entrepreneur or launching your own business or having your own business or managing a business. I think there's um, a lot to uh, unpack here. Uh, like usual, uh, it's not going to be something that mostly I uh, like discovered from. Obviously, some of it I know and kind of experienced, but not all of it, as I am still learning myself as well. Uh, but I think there are so many things uh, in this world, especially in the entrepreneur world, that like uh, I have discovered through many places and sources, and also people that I know and the people that I follow businesses from and everything and. I think there are so many that like people um, don't see it in the beginning. I feel like you only know about it once you're in the field and once you're playing a game. I feel like it's almost like this. Like, I think someone told me this before. I think it was in my business class or something. Um, my teacher was saying that you can be a person who's a really, really big fan of football and you watch football all the time. You know all the stuff that people do, the tricks and everything. But once you are in the field, Although you know everything about it, if you have never played before, you're not going to know what to do. Like you never played before. So this is essentially the same thing. I'm just saying like you can like obviously learn so much about um, this kind of stuff. Like the, how to launch your business, how to start your business, how to be an entrepreneur, stuff like that. But I feel like you don't really experience it or you don't understand it until you're actually in the game and playing the in this field so it's like very very similar concept uh i remember when she was saying that i was like oh wow that that makes so much so much sense because i remember even the times that like i you know like i didn't get my license like driver's license so early so i was always in cars and driving and everything but i remember when i even started driving while like practicing and everything i was like it, it wasn't the same as like all the simulation and card games I was doing. I mean, maybe I was like naturally decent at it, but I wouldn't say like that helped me at all. It was definitely practice. And it's essentially the same thing in here we're going to be talking about. Yeah, but before that, let me talk a little bit about uh, what an update. Uh, so it's over the past weekend, uh, the long weekend, um, me and my girlfriend, we actually went to uh, Arizona. So it was really fun. It was uh, really relaxing, I would say. I didn't expect a lot of it because you know i you know arizona is not kind of place that like people are like oh my god so cool or like so fun but it truly was really fun we 
specifically went to Scottsdale actually. There's this resort in there called Anda Scottsdale. It is really, really uh, nice in the like, middle of the desert. Um, architecture, like mid-century vibe. It's really, really cool. There's like three pool and like there's a uh, service there and like the rooms and like everything's like bungalow style. It's not like on top of each other, like a regular hotel where there's a hallway and everything. It's not like that. You have like kind of your own separate bungalow. It's like very private. You have your own back patio, private patio, like you can tan and everything. It is really, um, relaxing i would 100 percent recommend it uh, i definitely have a video coming up so if you want to check it out later uh it will be on my blog channel uh, so you can see the full room tour of the stay uh, it's definitely not sponsored but i just had such a great stay right now i'm actually like really really <laughs> struggling to like put the words together because like i'm so tired i uh, like i had a red, red eye uh like we came last night well we technically left last night but because of the time difference and everything, we, um, you know, landed this morning. So it was so tiring. Like the flight was so, like it wasn't long. I have to say flight was not bad at all. But like the seats, I think this was such an old plane. Like comparing to our first flight when we are going to Phoenix from New York, the plane was actually fine. But this plane was so old. Like the seats were crazy and everything. Um, <laughs> not recommend united didn't give better experience <laughs> anyways yeah it wasn't great uh but i think on top of that i guess it's red eye and everything so it really like fucks up your schedule i feel like i had one coffee like the cold brew not cold brew actually ice coffee ice americana from starbucks and i feel like i definitely do for another one because i might pass out at any moment um another thing i know pretty sure people are gonna comment on this or they're gonna send it to me but I do want to mention because this is actually one of the big reasons I'm recording today. Because generally, you know, people are like, you know, you should only do this like when you're, you know, feeling better, like you have a lot to, you know, say here and everything. I do have a lot to say, but I think this podcast is all about, you know, real stuff and vulnerability, all about being, um, you know, true to yourself and, you know, very open about it. And this is why I'm going to do it on today versus like maybe two, three days after where I'd be feeling so much better and I might not even mention this. But I do want to mention because I think this is still also part of, you know, the whole experience. You know, like there's this word saying is that like, you know, there are times that you don't feel motivated to work or you feel lazy or times that you don't feel motivated to go to gym, but you still have to do it anyways. You have to push yourself and do it. It's kind of like one of those days I, um, I definitely feel motivated, which is more like I just physically feel so tired. But this is such a cool topic that I uh, came across actually in a bunch of magazines, uh, entrepreneur.com and also like Inc. And I think this is some interesting topic that I want to talk about today. So let's get into today's episode. So actually, number one thing a lot of people say, and this is something I keep hearing and over and over the myth about launching a business or being an entrepreneur is that like generally people say like you would probably make something or create something that you're passionate about and you're like kind of like so obsessed with and like it's gonna be uh, amazing you're gonna be making shit ton of money from it and stuff like that you kind of don't have the real expectation on how it's going to go and this is kind of like i feel like 
very self-explanatory. Uh, again, I don't want to sound like harsh in any way possible, but uh, definitely this journey is quite hard. Doesn't matter if you are um, and if you have such a bright business idea or you have like very tight like niche based business idea. It really um, depends on how you are funding your business and how you are building your business and how you're approaching your business. I think every business, doesn't matter if you're from the start or not, it goes through so many multiple phases that uh, I think you don't really realize that like it kind of has to go through to grow or, or not grow because 90% of your business has actually failed. So it's very common that like they don't work out. There's actually an example I'm going to give. Obviously, I am not into drama or anything like that. I am seeing this from a completely uh, business perspective. If you guys have, uh, on, you know, social media, probably seen the like Kyla Cosmetics, you know, the cosmetics company that's owned by Kylie Jenner and also uh, KKW, Kim Kardashian West Beauty. Yeah, uh, owned by Kim Kardashian, obviously, uh, are actually kind of like shutting down or like relaunching. Um, so Kyla Cosmetics is actually relaunching for sure. Uh, but KKW, I literally just saw it on her story today. They're like, they're actually shutting down the company and they will be starting under a new label and everything. So obviously some might think that like, oh, because Kim Kardashian, you know, um, she is getting divorced. That's why she's dropping the West, but that's actually not the case. So <laughs> I'm connecting to this topic because they are essentially, so Kylie actually sold 20, no, 40% of her shares. To Coty, uh, Coty Inc. I think it's a multi-million dollar company. That's like a beauty company. Actually, Kim Kardashian West also sold twenty percent of her stakes uh, to that same company. So it turns out, uh, because before they were uh, manufacturing their, um, you know, products um, in a LA uh, business company called Seed Beauty, and Seed Beauty essentially, I think. It all the formulation and stuff like that and I don't know exact details because it wasn't open and like not public information but essentially Sea Beauty is uh, seeing both of them uh, for uh, that like insider information they know about the formulation of the products because they also make a formulation of Colourpop and I'm not sure if they use the exact same formula or anything like that it might not be the same but pretty similar uh, but they are all made in the same lab, so it's obviously, you know, a lot to, they definitely know one or two. And Koti doesn't like that, so they definitely own the company, well, some of it, so they do, uh, you know, have to have things to say. So they're going to rechange things, so Kyla Cosmetics is relaunching these new products, and like, well, it's the same product, I guess, but like, it's more like vegan, new format, new foundation, stuff like that. I don't really know much like that, but I'm just saying. But KKWs are completely, um, I think, uh, closing. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they haven't really mentioned it. But I'm just saying, like, see, like, this business is, like, were booming. Like, it had its own high peak. Everyone was always talking about Kyla Cosmetics, so at least. I don't know much about KKW, but, like, I'm assuming it should be also popular, too. Because I'm more, like, Kim Kardashian is not necessarily my demographic. Mine is more Kyla Jenner. So I would say Kyla was definitely always popping, so... Her lip, lip kits were always like, I don't know, like bomb. I mean, I'm sure it's done like amazing, but I remember my sister was always buying it, so. 
important this thing is like it's definitely been popping but you guys see the businesses really go down the hill and like really struggle sometimes it can be any business so don't ever think that you know if you i don't know make million dollar or like make really good this money this time around and next drop that you're gonna make is gonna be great because it's it's very hard to tell. You can know your audience, but there are also times that like things can change or demographic change or like people's, um, I don't know, like people's aesthetic change, life change, especially the pandemic, like, you know, all these kind of things, it really changes and affects people's behaviors, especially online behavior. And that's very hard uh, to, you know, kind of determine or kind of predict and like how it's gonna go. And it can definitely affect the sales and everything like that. Uh, second thing I want to uh, mention, and this is something another myth that people are thinking about, they think that like they can, um, you know, just create something like for someone else and make a brand around it. I have definitely seen people are doing that, but again, I am not 100% sure how they would be necessarily making it uh, so accessible or so relatable that people might want to buy. It might be a uh, short term financial gain like I feel like there are times that like some celebrities you would see they kind of slap their name on the product and they get money from it obviously because they're a celebrity they have a following but um if they're not really passionate about it, you can see that like that product or something whatever collaboration they did it's not going to be doing it every year or every uh, I don't know every other few months or every like, Q, Q1 or Q whatever um, every quarter it's not going to happen because that requires that you have to be passionate about first but also you have to know what you're doing like perfect example i'm going to say is like emma chamberlain like i absolutely love her and she created her uh company chamberlain coffee obviously like i feel like many like it relates so much with her because like she drinks a lot of coffee but i mean everyone drinks coffee i guess but like it's like she it was all in videos and she was always in testing and everything like that i feel like so natural and she really rebranded this company and made it so um like cool i feel like it's so relatable it's so cute it's so fun it's so her like i can definitely look at the website and everything i'm like okay yeah that's totally ms company and like like pr packaging and everything it's like i feel like entire website and experience it's definitely cool and like I can definitely be like okay she's so passionate about this that's why actually there are three things uh, that most people most founders I guess they um, kind of take into account before uh, they launch the business number one thing is that they generally find something that they want themselves like this is something I always say and this is why I can relate myself too so like I think you have to be essentially like your own um, customer like uh, ideal customer otherwise you're not going to know what your ideal customer wants because yeah you could be doing surveys you could be asking people questions and be like what would you want or maybe they are the potential customer but that's going to be so hard and you won't know exactly the details but i feel like if you are the customer you're going to know a lot like if you go into the back episode there's um courtney claghorn she founded the Sugar and Bronze with her boyfriend, but her boyfriend was not the, you know, the customer. She was the customer and she knew exactly what to do and what was there to make it. 
So I'm just saying that if, if she wasn't struggling with ta- getting tan and everything like that and like expensive tan, that doesn't break the bank, you know, but she made it affordable. So I'm just saying she, uh, she was the customer and she did it. So I'm just saying like you definitely have to be the customer yourself and something that you really want. And second, you can obviously build it yourself. Uh, this is something important too. And other ones is that like you have to make sure that like there are somewhat businesses out there. They have done similar stuff. Obviously, if you are, I guess there's a word for it. I totally forgot. But in our business class, they were saying like there's essentially two kinds of business market. One is like red sea. I, I think that's what they say. I don't know. It's blue sea. So blue is essentially the one that like, um, you know, there's not much, uh, out there. It's like you, you might be one of the new ones, but red one is like such a saturated market. You're there. You're just getting in there. So obviously you can be in either one of them. But what I'm trying to say is like you kind of have to find the similarities in other companies that they have done and just try to see what they are doing. One thing I have learned, one thing I keep learning from everywhere too, is that like, because nowadays we are in this era that like, you know, it is, we almost have everything. Yeah, obviously there are things that we could fix and we can make, but obviously it's also difficult because we have too much compared to the times like in 1950 or something like that. So that's why you don't kind of have to reinvent things. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you kind of have to put a twist on a product or twist on an experience that can make things uh, different than your competitors. So these are the things. Okay, so there's two more things. I don't want to make this episode too long, but I do want to make these points because I think they are so important. This is something I have mentioned a couple of times, but also I've talked in an episode entirely with Erin Myers talking about overnight success. So if you definitely want to hear more about overnight success, you can listen to that episode. But in this episode, again, I want to mention it because it's so important. Again, there is no such thing as overnight success because there's very, very few exceptions. Many of the overnight success stories actually are the ones that you hear like from actual years, like results of like years and years of hard work. Even this is something I like just saw it on YouTube because I was just for fun of it going through. This past weekend, me and my boyfriend, we were just like listening to a lot of songs when we're driving and we listened to a bunch of songs from Doja Cat. So, you know, now she's really popping and she was popping from TikTok before, but she has been like, no one knew this, I guess. I didn't even notice it before. Like I found her through TikTok with Say So, then, you know, she did remixes and everything. But she has been singing for like seven years, seven, eight years. Like I had no idea because when I looked at her YouTube channel, and again, this might be even longer, maybe she even started 10 years ago, but according to her YouTube, she, like her oldest video was like eight years old. So I'm just saying it's like definitely she has been putting the work a lot, but through TikTok and like some collaborations, she got rediscovered and now she's so mainstream and everyone is talking about her. So again, this shows that like there's no overnight success. She has been working her butt off and now she's at the top. So because I think because we live in the age of this instant gratification and it can, it can come as like an unpleasant shock that when things don't happen as like, like instant moment as that like snap of your finger. You're like, why is not going viral? Why is my video not going there? Why I'm not getting any sales right now? So it just, you know, because we are getting so exposed to so many things. We are seeing so many ads. I feel like 
really have to find your focus in different things and find your marketing in different ways. I think in many cases, overnight successes are just the fads that like essentially fade away as quickly as they arrive, which is so true. And that's why I think consistent progress wins the day. Uh, again, if you do want to hear more about this, I definitely talk a lot more about it because Aaron Myers, but this essentially is one of the myths that I want to mention. Last thing I want to mention is that like, I, again, I mentioned this before that like, you can also accept that like there's downsides to the business, you know, like you, the, the business doesn't work out well or like it's not doing well, but also you have to understand that like that you can also close the business or fail the business completely and that is totally okay because it's very inevitable there are actually so many businesses that kind of like worked really really well in the beginning but it kind of failed because i think that's why sometimes successful entrepreneurs understand that failure is very inevitable i think no matter how well our plans can be and how hard we work the fact is sometimes things need don't go on, on our way like as we expect them to because there's so many things that involved and in the business that we cannot control like if it's a physical product is a supply chain issue there's shortage there's so many things and that's why it's important to adapt to changes so that you can have a winning product or idea so you can keep going so this is one example i do want to mention and this is very recent so some people might think instagram is failing and instagram is dying and way obviously i think it's definitely transforming itself like let's be honest and i think this is something also i heard so much in my business class and that's what i'm going to conclude with actually that like people were always saying you always have to know your uh, like customer you have to know your ideal uh, client like who is this person for like who, what is this product for who is this for so obviously those are so important but what happens is like the product that you started with, let's just say in 2017, 2016, is for that person. But because we live in this era, that as I was mentioning, it's like things change so quickly. Things go from left to right. People change their opinion. People change their behavior so quick because they are exposed to many other things. And that's why you kind of have to change your business and adapt it and sometimes almost reinvent it or even maybe to sometimes change the name. Sometimes uh, businesses don't change the name because, you know, this is already known and brand awareness is so important that, like, you know, you don't want to do that again because it takes so much money to build that brand awareness again unless you have, you're like Kim Kardashian uh, or like, you know, really big celebrity. But again, that still takes so much time. Sometimes you keep the name, but you change the entire business model and it's essentially like a new business. So this can, in some ways, can consider like failure. But at the same time, it's not because businesses always has to evolve and change into something else. Like, think about it. Tesla essentially actually was bought, like Elon Musk bought that company, Tesla. He didn't start the company. And initially, it was just an energy company. It was never motors. It was never electric. Like, it was, it had nothing to do with cars. Then he, he understood that, like, this was not necessarily working in the beginning. He made it into cars. Like, he started, like, with the Model S. Then, other products kind of kicked off from that now they are selling the solar panels and everything but imagine if they just started with solar panels i'm not sure if it would have picked off or anything like that so that's why i have very prepared examples of this one and i'm going to conclude it with this one 
is the Instagram. Recently, uh, I think Instagram CEO, like the new CEO, it's not the ones that they founded Instagram, uh, announced that like Instagram is no longer photo sharing app. It's going to prioritize more on creators, video shopping and stuff like that. So it's not going to be essentially a photo sharing app. Um, yes, it is kind of unfortunate to hear that like that's the way it's going because they initially started as a photo sharing app. It's mainly made for, you know, selfies. But at the same time, I kind of understand where they're going from because you have to stay relevant. You can't just become MySpace. Like when you think about like MySpace, like I, I never used it. But um, from everyone I heard, like even when I was listening to this podcast with Jeffree Star, he was saying like they tried to reinvent it and fix it, but they were too late. So again, this is a similar thing or Kodak, like it was such a good company, but they didn't take the time fast enough. So I actually see the point that Instagram is making because they are turning into this business uh, thing. I think it's more like becoming a LinkedIn version of like, because that's what people book you on from. They see your Instagram first. Um, but they are trying to see that like there's a big potential to make something else that they can make more money from it, but also while still stay relevant because if they can if they just only do photo they might not stay relevant yeah people are um or customers sometimes they're like oh yeah i want it only to be a photo app or whatever but sometimes like like from very example that i heard from one of my classes that like sometimes customers never know what they want until they see the product like did we know that we don't we don't need a like iphone like the headphone jack in our iphone no we didn't know we were always all complaining but nowadays it all seems like it's a regular thing or before before even the cars were made like ford made the car and everyone was like well we should we were expecting like faster horses but he made the car so i'm just saying you know sometimes customers don't know what they want and you have to kind of give it to them then they will digest it and understand it so i kind of see what instagram is going to do and kind of stay relevant to them and i think it makes so much sense Obviously, it's very frustrating that things are always changing, but as a business, you always have to change and adapt to new things so you can uh, acquire new customers, also keep your current ones as well, but also really, really uh, grow your business. Uh, that's the entire point of business at the end of the day. So these are just some of my thoughts and uh, explanation of what's going on in the business world and some of the myths. If you should know, I hope you guys like this episode. If you do, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.